Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen. Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. 34-year-old Keisha from Chicago has been eating toilet paper since she was 11. I crave it because I love the way the toilet paper feels on my tongue. She keeps toilet paper in her purse and the glove compartment of her car. She munches on toilet paper instead of popcorn at the movies. She eats half a roll every day. That's 1,200 pounds of toilet paper in 23 years. My favorite is this one. Hey, this is Roddy B from the Dallas Mavericks, and you listen to Our Sport Radio. Two guys talking sports from a fan's perspective. I just like I just like what Carolina's putting together. You, I mean, their quarterback is better than Chad Henney. So Cam Newton's better than Chad Henney. So would you say at the end of the season that you're willing to say Carolina's going to have a better record than uh, than uh, the Dolphins? I think so. I think I think Carolina would have a better record than the Dolphins because the Dolphins have a tougher division in the AFC East. So are we taping this? Okay, so yeah, end of the season. I want to I want to go back to that one because I'm not buying Cam Newton is good, but I, Cam Newton is good, but I'm I'm just I'm not buying him as a quarterback as far as leading them to the the. Promised Land or, or winning season, I'm not buying it. It's Rocket Boy Fisher. This is the RF Sports Show. Coming at you twice a week, only on Defend Media, Cutting Edge Entertainment. Welcome everyone to the RF Sports Radio Show. I'm your host, RF Rock Fisher. I'll be joined by my co-host, Royce Fisher, here in just a second. Welcome, everyone, to our program. Thank you guys for tuning in each and every Tuesday and Thursday night for our podcast and our live show as well. Make sure you do subscribe to our show by going to iTunes and searching for RF Sports Radio. You can subscribe to the show and have our opinions and hot sports topics delivered to you as we do them hot and fresh and ready to go. Also, log on to rfsportsradio.com. Follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash rfsportsradio. So without further ado, let me go ahead and bring on my co-host, Mr. Royce Fisher. Sir, uh, how are you today? How you doing, Rodney? How you doing, Rodney? I'm doing just fine. I'm doing just fine. It's Tuesday. We got a lot to talk about, of course. We're going to get into, of course, the NFL week that has passed. We'll get into Monday night and what happened there. We're also getting into finally hearing some comments from Jerry Sandusky. We talked about that a lot last week. He finally came you out and said all those comments. <laughs> yeah, if you want, that's a good that's a good yeah. point. And then of course we get into the NBA lockout, which is near and dear to our hearts and the oh, unfortunate man. news about the lockout and what's gonna happen. So we got a a big long hour full of sports today, man. A lot to talk about today. Let's jump right into it. Let's jump into the the latest, which is sponsored by ExecutePT.com. Go to ExecutePT.com where you can find out how you can stay in shape during the holiday season or go to our website and click on the ExecutePT.com 
ad on the right of the page, and from there you can go straight to the website and check out what they have to offer. Of course, tonight, uh, as we do always, this is Sports Talk from a fan's perspective. You guys are more than welcome to call in, 323-927-2906. That's 323-927-2906. We'll be taking your comments. Let's jump into the latest top stories that are going on right now in the world of sports. Big, big, big congratulations to Coach K, who picks up his record 903 win tonight that he's going to surpass uh, Bobby Knight, a guy that used to coach him a long time ago at West Point, and now he finally becomes one of the winning coaches of all time, the winningest coach in college basketball. Wow, what a feat, Ronnie. You know how hard it is to win that many games? Absolutely. Feat. Right. But he had four one... championships, which is good, but the wins outweigh the championships. Yeah, I thought one of the biggest things I saw an interview with him this morning with Bobby Knight, and Bobby Knight actually called that game that he won against against Michigan State, excuse me, and he said that really he credits this all to Bobby Knight. He said really we should look at Bobby Knight's record as now being 1,800 <laughs> wins oh, yeah. because he credits right. him so much for what he's done. They did beat uh, Michigan State tonight 74-69, to 69. And what has been two straight days of college basketball in the kickoff classic has been a lot of college basketball, which I guess helps us trying to get through this NBA lockout. But although it's really not the same, I don't think. And, uh, yeah, you know, news, uh, you know, uh, we might have to watch a lot of college basketball. <laughs> you know, I, I like Coach K, man. I think he's a great coach. My question is, why he never made the transition to the NBA? I know he did it uh, one time temporarily, but I think he would have been a well, great gets, NBA coach. He could, he could, but he gets an NBA fix by coaching the uh, USA basketball team, so he yeah. gets a chance to work with those guys. I think he really likes teaching more so than anything, and you can do, do that at the college level. It's pretty hard to do at the uh, NBA level. And the other news as well, jumping to baseball, Verlander. Old Verlander wins the unanimous uh, the unanimous one of the the American uh, yeah. League Cy Young Award. And I think this is just due. Of course, he's been the best pitcher, Justin Verlander, that is, throughout the entire season. And he got all the votes. No, no need to argue with that. He received 196 points. 28 first-place votes. Other people in the running for the Cy Young were Jared Weaver from the Angels, James Shields from the Rays, and C.C. Sabathia from the Yankees. No one else got any votes. Yeah. Well, I figured Berlander would get it. He was a unanimous decision. Of course, mm-hmm. now C.C. could have been my second pick. Yeah. Yeah, no joke. Yeah, he's been Berlander had a really pick. good year, though. He had a really, really good year this year and Rewarded with the AL Cy Young. We'll see who's going to get the NL Cy Young here probably tomorrow when they vote on that. In other baseball news, while we're talking about baseball, although they're in the off season, the Astros are getting ready to be sold. They're going to actually be sold to another Houstonite um, as well. And with this Astros sale, one of the things that came up is in a couple of years they're talking about restructuring the MLB, where maybe even the Astros are being right. with the Rangers in the same right. uh, division. Now, there's always been a Houston 
Houston and Dallas rivalry, they could be pretty good having them playing the Astros in the same division. Oh, that'd be great. We already have it in the basketball and football. Why not baseball? My understanding is they're going to play more uh, interleague games, you know, in that in, in National League and American League. So that would be great, huh? Could see more of those yeah. games and see really who is the best. You know, a lot of people think the National League is better than the American League, but I, I don't know. Uh, they dominate well, the last two World Series. Yeah, so, no, it's hard to argue right. with that. And then it, a lot of right. people think that the National League style of ball is really slow. It's not a lot of points because the pitcher has to hit as well as pitch. But, right. you know, like you said, they won the last two pretty much hands down. So can't say that, you know, they're not playing good, good baseball. They're able to win the way that they are. And speaking of National League players, Matt Kemp, it's close to a hundred and sixty million dollar deal with the Dodgers. Sounds ironic that the Dodgers are trying to be sold and now their star players are getting ready to get a huge contract from the Dodgers as well. Yeah. Well, I think a hundred and sixty million may be a pretty good deal. Yeah. <laughs> Seeing yeah, what, <laughs> what the Rangers went for, you know what I mean? Uh yeah. so it might not be a bad deal, you know. That's true. Good market out there. Good market out there for that team. You know what's funny, though, Roy, is the fact that baseball has already started negotiating their labor agreement a year in advance, and the NBA started two years Uh, in advance. And news breaks today that the Major League uh, agreement is close to being signed. They're actually working on a deal that should be in place here pretty soon. Kind of ironic that they can get a deal done so quick, yet, you know, well, I think they learned a lesson from the NFL, which the NBA has yet to learn. You know, yeah. who wants to miss half a season or start off late? You know, your players are not ready. Everything happened. We're going to get into that later. <laughs> yeah, we're going to definitely get into that a lot later when we talk about the NBA lockout and everything that's going on. In other late-breaking news, really quick, let's jump to Twitter, find out what's going on on Twitter with some of our Twitter followers, uh, one person that we definitely put on the show on blast a lot. Uh, we did get a tweet from Chris Kamen of the Los Angeles, Los Angeles Clippers. He says, uh, someone asked him, is that true the NBA is no basketball anymore? Is that what that means? Uh, he said, yeah, I really don't understand this move. So we'll get into more of that later. Some players are still kind of, don't know what the heck is going on with the NBA, yeah, and we'll get uh, yeah. a lot of that later as okay. well. So let's jump into our number one topic, first topic of the night, which is the NFL and what happened in the NFL this past week. Royce, a lot of stuff went down. We saw some teams win. We saw a quarterback win. They only threw the ball two times in yeah. the game. Uh, we saw a couple of upsets, of course, and we saw a lot of other stuff going on. So let's jump straight into it. it. Our not NFL talk today is a lot of injuries, too. Our NFL talk today is going to be sponsored by the Football Fans Network. Log on to rfsportsradio.com and click on the Football Fans Network. It gives us a chance to follow your favorite team each and every Sunday they take on their opponents. So log on to rfsportsradio.com, click on the Football Fans icon, and follow your team. Let's go into a couple of these 
scores in overtime. The Saints beat the Falcons 26-23 to in an overtime game. And, of course, the big thing to come out of this game was the decision of the coach for the Falcons to go ahead and go forward on fourth down, knowing that you're going to give the ball right back to the Saints right around the 30-yard line. Very, very controversial call that he made there, but he really felt like they could get a couple of inches. He went on his press conference to say, hey, if we can't get a couple of inches, maybe maybe we just don't deserve to win the game. I, I, I agree with it. I mean, they had been converting third downs, you know, fourth short yardage they didn't get. But doesn't that sound familiar? Didn't the Cowboys do that two years in a row? Didn't they go back to <laughs> your Dallas Cowboys doing that against Philadelphia like two years in a row? Fourth and one yeah. twice and didn't make it. But like I said, yeah. if you can't get a couple of inches with, with Turner's running back, he, he, you know, something's wrong. Your line can't move. Uh, defensive line, a couple of inches, you're in bad shape. Yeah, I think so, too. I, uh-huh. it, but the thing is, though, if, if I'm a coach, I got to think a little more level-headed than that. I don't think you I don't think you go for it on fourth down. I think you punt the ball and you give your defense a chance, who had already stopped Drew Brees once in the overtime. Give them a All chance right. to go ahead and make a couple plays, get the ball back, get back reset. You know, it's just at that position on the field, it's just so hard to go for it on fourth down. I think he made but a mistake by going for it. If you, I mean, if you make it, you're a genius. Well, you yeah, make it, you're a genius. He breaks, he breaks it for a 60-yard touchdown, you, the greatest play ever, you know, call. But if you miss it, so I, I can – I'm not going to get too hard on for that decision. A lot of coaches, I think, would have went for it on fourth down. Mm-hmm. Well, well it I proved to be, yeah, it proved to be a bad call. They lose twenty six to twenty three to the uh, to the Saints, and the Steelers beat the Bengals. The Bengals were top of the AFC North. We debated that last week about just how right. good the Bengals were. We thought that we would find out over the weekend, and it looks like the Steelers are still better than the Bengals. They beat them twenty four to seventeen. Uh, Andy Dalton only had one hundred seventy yards and two touchdowns. Roethlisberger threw for 245 yards and one TD. I was still pretty impressed by what Andy Dalton was able to do. Some of those touchdown throws he had were were some key throws, some really big throws, too, against their Steelers defense. They're coming along, but I guess they're just not ready to take over the AFC North. Well, I, I, I for one, was not sold on Cincinnati. Remember I told you that on Saturday's show, that uh, I'm right. not convinced. Yeah, I'm still not convinced. <laughs> So until they uh, make it to the playoffs, I will be convinced. But as of now, but Andy Dalton has done a great job. I mean, you know, these rookie quarterbacks came in the league this year, man. I just, I mean, they something else, man. They had to step up early. A lot of them did. Yeah. And in a rematch of the Red River Classic, a game of field goals, the Rams beat the Browns 13-12. to The Browns, they kicked four field goals. And, of course, the Rams kicked two with one touchdown in the second quarter. Sam Bradford, 155 yards, one TD. And Colt McCoy, 218 yards and zero TDs. Both of these teams did a lot of work. And moving so on we, to the why Cowboys. Talking, why are we talking about that? <laughs> <laughs> so <say> moving on, <laughs> the Cowboys beat up on the Bills 44-7 in a game that was the best game I think I've seen 
Jason Garrett put together up until this point. I mean, putting up 44 points, 28 points in the first half, 28 to 7 to win the halftime. Romo, 270 yards, three TDs. DeMarco Murray, 135 yards, one TD. And, of course, Dez Bryant, six catches for 74 yards. Royce, you have to give it to Jason Garrett and the game plan for this game. Even Rob Bryant for able to hold the Bills to only seven points. Well, I'm, I'm going to do this. I'm going to give Rob Bryant credit for a great defensive scheme. I mean, he played the Buffalo Bills perfect, and he set the example of how to play them. But on the same same note, I'm going to say this. A week before that, y'all were humiliated by Philadelphia. So everybody's do a good game. Everybody's do a bad game. I think a Philadelphia game was y'all's bad game. This was y'all's good game. I'm not ready to send the Cowboys to the Super Bowl yet. But everybody has a good day and a bad day. Buffalo had a bad day that day. I mean, Fitzgerald threw, what, three interceptions? Two interceptions, and yeah. uh, they were just awful. They were awful. And we seen Tony Romo do the same thing. He was just awful. So I think the Bills just really had a bad Sunday. I think they're a better team than what we saw. So so, so, how much credit are you giving the Cowboys? I, I didn't really uh, hear that too uh, well. Everything ahead. was clicking. When it rained, it poured. <laughs> everything worked that day. It, it was perfect that day. But so are you, are you convinced I, I now that they are the best no, team in the no. East? So, well, how, how you go get blown out by Philadelphia one week and come back and blow somebody else the next? That's inconsistent. Hey man, I mean, that's, that's the way it works. That's the right, way it that's works. That's I say. Everybody can have a good day. Everybody can have a bad day. What happened in the Philadelphia game? Are you still, were you saying that then? Yeah. No. No, you wasn't. No, you wasn't. <laughs> you wasn't. So, I'm not ready to put the Cowboys in the Super Bowl yet. I know you Cowboy fans feel like it was the the game, you know, but uh, I've seen y'all lose to some teams you shouldn't have, and I see you won some teams that you should have. But well, that's just the way football is. All we, all we want is a little credit from Royce. That's all we want. A little credit from Well, from I, I, I think it was a perfectly called game and, and okay. by the defense, and, and the offense just having to click. Buffalo was flat that day. Uh, I don't know what Chan Gailey had prepared for, but you, whatever it was, it didn't work. So, but we'll talk, but a we know we'll talk a little bit. Buffalo, Buffalo's a better team than that. We'll talk a little bit about the Cowboys and their playoff hopes, because we will go into a little playoff talk here shortly. Quickly, uh, the Colts. Well, let me ask you a question right quick. Yeah, I did the end of this. I'm going to ask you a question. Go ahead. The Colts uh, lose again to the Jaguars, 17-3, unable to win. Thought they would win this game and get out the slide, but 0 for 10 the first time since 97. Not looking good for the Colts. The Chiefs lose to the Broncos, 17 to 10. The Broncos, Tim Tebow, listen to this stat line, 2 for 8, 69 yards, and 1 TD. Have you ever seen a player two passes, 2 for 8, and win a game? Have you ever seen a quarterback do that? No, I, I don't think I ever have, but I've seen uh, game one with two field goals. So, yeah, I mean, but I, <laughs> you, you know what? You, I, you, you must say must... this. You you must say this. Tebow, as Ella, this team is winning. They wasn't winning before Tebow. So True. you, you got to give him credit. Yeah. Yeah, I got to give him a lot of credit. I mean, he's running the old leather helmet type of offense, <laughs> and he's still winning games in the 
in a passing league. I mean, that's that's remarkable for what he's done, but he's got a huge test next week. The Dolphins beat the Redskins 20-9. to Redskins are able to score a touchdown in that game as they're putting in Rex Grossman in the game as a new starter. The Eagles lose to the Cardinals 21-17. Surprise game here. Skelton comes in, 315 yards, three TDs. He did a lot better job than I've seen Kevin Cobb do, and they beat the Eagles 21-17. Wow. Yeah, the Eagles are done. Stick a pork in them. Matter of fact, you can take those Eagles and substitute it for your Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> yeah, the Eagles are done. Yeah, they're done, man. They're ready. They're done. The Texans beat up on the Buccaneers 37-9. We're going to talk a little bit about them here in a second. The Matt Titans Liner. beat up on the Panthers. The Titans beat up on the pa- beat up on the Panthers 30-3. The Ravens lose to the Seahawks 22 to 17. Surprise game there. And the Bears beat the Lions 37-13. Also in Monday night's matchup, the Vikings. Uh, I'm sorry, the other Sunday yeah. matchup, the uh, 49s beat the Giants 27-20. Are you convinced now the 49ers are the second-best team in the NFC? Yeah, we're going to go down that list. I'm going to give you my top five. I'm going to give you top five. So we'll do that now after the, uh, the Patriots beat up on the Jets 37-16, to and the Packers in Monday night last night beat the Vikings 45-7. Wow. No surprises there. Let's go ahead and get into some of the injuries. I want to talk about that real quick because we had some quarterbacks that did get injured in this past NFL Week 10. I think these injuries are going to have a big effect on what happens. You look at the Eagles. You mentioned them and the Eagles being done. Well, their quarterback suffered broken ribs. I would say cracked ribs. He he cracked them on the second play of the game and played the rest of the game, although Vince Young came in in the fourth quarter. Now, Royce at 3-6. and They're not looking very well. I still think that Michael Vick is going to start the rest of the season. It said his injury is not as bad as uh, Romo had it. And you put this team together with Vic in mind to get him all this money, you're going to make him ride it out the rest of the season. Well, I don't think it matters. I, I, I let him get healthy, and you might as well write this season off the next year. Uh, Andy keeps his job. He comes back. Everybody can have a bad year. This is this bad year. So uh, Andy Reid's coming back, and Vic's coming back, but you can write this season off. I think the biggest impact is going to be Houston because I think Houston is in my top five, one of the best teams, but without Matt Sharp, and we don't know if he's going to come back or not. That's the thing. That's going to really hurt them. And you got Matt Liner as your backup. Wow. Well, I think I Matt Schaub is done. I think he's done for the season. I really do. Right. I, you have a broken foot. I mean, that's something that is going to be incredibly hard to play Thank with. I mean, if they have seven points in there, and they're running teams, so I think they'll be okay, but they are at the top of the AFC, and this is going to really hurt. Now, that brings up the rumors that have been going around. Apparently, there's a report coming out of Houston that the Texans are trying to get in contact with one Brett Favre and get him to come back. Well, no, no. Five weeks this week, him to come back and captain this Texans team. I mean, I I don't know about that. No, I think no. I, I think, no. but here's the thing, though. Do you think that Favre is a better option than Matt Liner? I think Gerard's still out there, and he's still available. Yeah, he's had back he's surgery. He's unable to. 
He's unable well, to play. I, I, I mean, he's unable to play after that back surgery. Well, that's not my understanding. Is my understanding is he 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 can play, and uh, I would go out to him before I go out to Brett Far. But that's unfortunate for Houston. I thought they had a great chance, but Matt Lina is not the guy. I mean, even if he just hand the ball off, I don't trust him. He has yet to prove anything to me in the NFL. We saw what he did in Arizona. He sat on the bench. Yeah. yeah. So I, I, I just, I, I, to put this team in that hands, wow, man, I just don't know. Because Houston was on the road. Matt we, made him go. You know, if, you know what? I, if all he has to do is hand the ball off and throw, you know, a couple of passes to keep the defense honest, I mean, he could probably do that. I don't know if it's going to take him to a Super Bowl, but he could he could do that, though. Anybody else could, but not Matt. I, I just don't think. You just don't let him throw the ball. If you do, you don't let him go deep. Well, they don't have a deep threat anyway, so he can't throw deep anyway. But Matt Swap, he, he made him go. He was a MVP uh, season. You know, the guy was on the roll. He's my fantasy pick, so you know I'm sick. <laughs> I know you are. <laughs> I really, I really are. sick. Yeah, I, I'm there you are. And then the other quarterback, of course, Big Ben. Big Ben Roethlisberger suffered a broken thumb. He says it's not going to be a big deal. He'll be able to play. Big Ben is always pretty much played banged up, and they usually do pretty well. No no problems there. I think he'll be fine. I do want to spend a little time, though, on the playoff picture, the way it sets up right now, going to your point about top five and things of that nature. Let me show, Let me let you know what the playoffs look like right now. If you guys want to get a comment in, make sure you call 323-927-2906. And right now, the way the playoff is set up, we've got a couple of teams that really are in the driver's seat, and a couple of teams are going to be fighting for position when it right. comes to the wild card. And if we take a look at the AFC first, if we can, while I'm pulling that up, of course, at the top of the AFC, the team that you just mentioned are the Texans. Right now, right. at seven and three, they would actually be the number one seed in the AFC playoffs. They would get a bye the first week. Pittsburgh is in at seven and three. New England's in at six and three as AFC East champions. The AFC West champion right now would be Oakland at five and four. Baltimore and Cincinnati will be your two wild card teams. So you may have three teams for one division, the AFC North, to get in. And right. I want to spend a little time talking about some of these teams in a bubble. Baltimore, Cincinnati, then you have the Jets, Buffalo, and Tennessee. Those are five and four. So let me ask you, are those teams, Baltimore, Cincinnati, the Jets, Buffalo, and Tennessee, who gets in? Uh, that's a good question. Whoever plays best this second half of the season gets in. But uh, that, well, I, I, I I'm one. talking about. Yeah, I, I want you to I, make I a know. decision. No, I'm not gonna make a decision. You're not gonna put me in that position because. <laughs> you want you to make uh, a decision? Come on, the people, the public wants to know what Roy's saying. Yeah, if anybody, I say the Ravens. I say the Ravens. One, I'm not so who's, who's, who's that Cincinnati. second? Who's that second wild card to get in there? Cincinnati, Cincinnati. So you think? So you think three teams from one division, AFC North America? Right. Yeah, who's in the South besides Houston? Houston's already in. So, I mean, well, who else is the other? These are the, te- these are the teams that are already, 
ready to go that are that are in the playoff hunt right now. Right, there no right, right. there there is one AFC South team that's possibly in a wild card hunt, and that's Tennessee because they're five and four. You know, and, and it, it could very well be Buffalo, Cincinnati, or Baltimore. That's all I'm gonna say. You pick one. I think Baltimore will definitely make it. And I think some kind of way the Jets slide in there. I mean, they're five and four right now. I think they'll catch some type of win streak. They'll slide in there. They've got to have some things go their way. They need Cincinnati to start losing games so they right. can start making that march and going up. Of course, they have to win their games as well, too. But I think somehow, some way, the Jets to get in there. Houston, Pittsburgh, New England, Oakland, Baltimore, and the Jets are who the teams I have in the AFC. You go to the NFC right now, and Green Bay, of course, is at the top of the list, followed by San Francisco, New Orleans, and the Giants right now, the NFC East champions if they go to playoffs right now. The two wildcard teams, Detroit and Chicago. So you could have three teams from the NFC North in the playoffs, like the AFC North. And in the wildcard hunt, you still have Dallas, Atlanta, and possibly Tampa Bay, although they're four and five. I think we can take them out of the equation. So looking at the wild card teams right now, Detroit, Chicago, Dallas, and Atlanta, which two do you think will make it in? Chicago and, as much as I hate to say it, Dallas. Mm. <laughs> well, here's, here's so the thing. I, think I, I agree with that. I agree that those two teams, but. I do think that Dallas will win the NFC East, and that's how they're going to make it in there. So I think it's going to come down to Chicago and Detroit the and the two wild card teams. I don't think the Giants will make the playoffs. Really? I don't. Even, I think the Giants will not even make the playoffs. I think Dallas wins the East. The Giants will lose a, lose a few games. They have a very tough schedule ahead of them, and Detroit and Chicago will make it in. So I think those well, let me tell you something I learned. Let me tell you something I learned. Never better get some Manning. <laughs> Neither one of because they will surprise you. The Manning boys, you just don't go against them. And Eli has been playing great this year. Yeah, you can yeah, say that, him. but I mean, come on now, you. You well, who's the better quarterback, did. Tony Romo or Eli Manning? Battles beat the Battles beat the Forty Nineers, the team that the Giants could not beat. Well, they, they have beat the Giants, though. You, you keep That's saying that, but that. they have not. They have not beat the Giants. Well, and they play them in who, December. Who, who's so. a better quarterback, Eli Manning or Tony Romo? If you look at the quarterback rating currently, Romo's a better quarterback. If you look at the quarterback rating, if you want to go by numbers, pure numbers, are, are we going by this is, week? Everything, but everything else is left up to perception. You know, it's, okay. it's like it's kind of like beauty. It's in the eye of the beholder. Okay. Like All right. Okay. <laughs> Let's All take right. a quick break, guys, from our show. When we come back, we're going to get into Penn State and the Sandusky interview with Bob Costas, and we'll wrap up our show with the NBA lockout. You're tuned in to the RF Sports Radio Show, rfsportsradio.com. I got up this morning late again, rushing, trying to get to the station, didn't have time to fix coffee or breakfast or even grab a lunch, and I jumped in my car and realized, ah, I don't even have gas. I stopped by the Texaco in DeSoto on Hampton and Pleasant Run, 
walked in and immediately thought this can't be a gas station. And I was right. It was Maryland's Fine Foods. The the friendly staff there was able to give me a fresh-made breakfast from scratch, also a gourmet box lunch, and not to mention a tank of gas, too. I got to work and had an awesome day and then thought my family would love to have a break from fast food. So I went online to Maryland's Fine Foods and placed an order for my entire family. And you know what? When I got to the soda, it was hot and ready for me to pick up on my way in. Trust me, guys, you got to try Maryland's Fine Foods, located in DeSoto at Hampton Road and Pleasant Run. Give them a call at 972-274-1070. That's 972-274-1070. Or try them online at marylandsfinefoods.com. Man, smoke in the city available the now. City. Album features Flow Fly, Mayhem, Kenfo Jack, and the Grit Boys, with many, many other. Also, featuring production from super producer, none other than Big Chris. Available now at all of your favorite online retailers iTunes, Amazon, Napster, Rhapsody, Seven Digital, E Music, and every other major online retailer that you can think of. Don't wait, go pick up Smoke in the City now. It's blazing. Two guys talking sports from a fan's perspective. I just like I just like what Carolina's putting together. You, I mean, their quarterback is better than Chad Henney. So Cam Newton's better than Chad Henney. So would you say at the end of the season that you're willing to say Carolina's going to have a better record than uh, than uh, the Dolphins? I think so. I think I think Carolina will have a better record than the Dolphins because the Dolphins have a tougher division in the AFC East. So are we taping this. Okay. So yeah, end of the season. I want to I want to go back to that one because I'm not buying Cam Newton is good, but I, Cam Newton is good, but I'm I'm just I'm not buying him as a quarterback as far as leading them to the pro, the pro Promised land or, or winning season, I'm not buying it. It's Rocket Boy Fisher. This is the RF Sports Show. Coming at you twice a week, only on Deep End Media, Cutting Edge Entertainment. Welcome everyone back to our show. We just got to be talking a lot about the NBA, NFL excuse me, from last week. We're going to get into the NBA talk here shortly. But before we do so, we're going to get into a interview, I guess you could call it that, or a confession, maybe we should call it that instead, of one Jerry Sandusky. Now, we talked about this a lot last week with the allegations in Penn State, what's been going on. We all were left to speculation on, you know, what this guy was thinking, this monster, as a lot of people like to call him, and comes out and does an interview. I was very surprised he did this so early. And I was very surprised that he was so candid about some of the stuff that he said during the interview. And before we get into a discussion about it, Royce, let's go ahead and listen really quick to – now, before we do that, let's let's go back real quick in time. And well, let's go ahead and listen to some of the comments that he made during the interview with Bob Costas. This is Jerry Sandusky on with Bob Costas on uh, Rock Center from last night. There's a 40-count indictment. The grand jury report contains specific detail. There are multiple accusers, multiple eyewitnesses to various aspects of the abuse. A reasonable person says where there's this much smoke, 
there must be plenty of fire. What do you say? I say that I am innocent of those charges. Innocent? Completely innocent and falsely accused in every aspect? Well, I could say that, you know, I have done some of those things. I have horsed around with kids. I, I have showered after workouts. I, I have hugged them and I've, I have touched their leg without intent of sexual contact. But, um, uh, so if, if you look at it that way, uh, there are things that, that, uh, wouldn't, uh, you know, would be accurate. Are you denying that you had any inappropriate sexual contact with yes, any of these underage boys? Yes, I am. Never touched their genitals, never engaged in oral sex? Right. What about Mike McQuarrie, the grad assistant who in 2002 walked into the shower where he says in specific detail that you were forcibly raping a boy who appeared to be 10 or 11 years old, that his hands were up against the shower wall and he heard rhythmic slap, slap, slapping sounds, and he described that as a rape. I would say that that's false. What would be his motive to lie? You'd have to ask him that. What did happen in the shower the night that Mike McQuarrie happened upon you and the young boy? Okay, we were showering and, and horsing around, and he actually turned all the showers on and was uh, actually sliding uh, across the uh, the floor. And, um, and we were, as I recall, possibly like snapping a towel, a horseplay. In 1998, a mother confronts you about taking a shower with her son and inappropriately touching him. Two detectives eavesdrop on her conversations with you, and you admit that maybe your private parts touched her son. Well, I can't exactly recall what was said there uh, in terms of um, what I did say was that if he felt that way, then I was wrong. During one of those conversations, you said, I understand, I was wrong, I wish I could get forgiveness. Yeah, stop it right there. It's just sickening stuff to hear, Royce. That was the yeah. uncut video. That was the uncut <laughs> interview. The part that you guys did not actually see or hear last night. There's actually an uncut version of what Bob Cox has asked. He went really in depth in everything. Let me welcome on Chris real quick. Chris, welcome to the program. We're talking about Jerry Sandusky and his interview with Bob Costas last night. Other things he said during that interview were that he regrets even showering with these kids, uh, picking them up in the shower, but he never actually said that he did anything. And it, it, the whole consensus was how guilty does this guy really sound And I and sound on, with this interview. I want to ask both of you guys, and I asked Chris first since you're joining us, why come out and do an interview? What kind of strategy? Is this a legal strategy? Does he want to kind of admit to certain things and not admit to other things, maybe get less of charges? But but why come out and be so candid like that, you know, when you got a legal case this big going on? Uh, first of all, let me say that it was it was definitely an uneasy thing to sit here and listen to a grown man explain you know, why do you have all these awkward situations and being confronted with these young boys 
and 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 shower in inappropriate positions with him. First of all, but I mean, let me get off. Let me just say that up front, personally. But I mean, to answer your question, I think that I, I don't know what his attorney was thinking in in doing that strategy. I, I mean, I personally wouldn't vote for it. I just think that you know, before you kind of get on there and get to talking, I just think you need to kind of let at least the charges and everything be brought up. Let at least your arraignment, some of the process get started before you go in out there putting that stuff because, I mean, you know, I don't think it was, I mean, I don't know how to take it. I mean, it, it sounds somewhat incriminating, but then again, the way he's trying to put it, 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 he's trying to make it seem like it's not incriminating rather, but I mean, it could come up to bite you either way, though, you know what I mean, because you're putting stuff out there that can be used against you in any form or fashion, basically, but they haven't even brought up the charges on you yet. So, really, you put some information out there, you don't know if it's to your benefit or if it's going to hurt you. You have no earthly idea until they bring up the charges and then, you you know, you kind of look back on it and say, hey, well, I don't know if I really should have done that or maybe I should have waited until, you know, more stuff came about and let me be charged with something, actually, and then I can go on and start doing interviews and talk about it. But I don't think that was a smart move. You don't even know what they charged me with yet. And, and it is uh, in the state of Pennsylvania, just like anywhere, any comments you make in a public forum like that can be used used against you in a court of law. So, Royce, was this strategy or why come out and do this? And, and I mean, the whole public opinion was already bad about this guy, and it seems like it's gotten even worse. Well, let me let me say this, and I hope this is the last time we, we can talk about this subject, because this is how so it is to me. But uh, in the eyes of the public opinion, he just pronounced he was guilty. Anybody that heard that interview didn't realize that he was guilty because the key word he said, I had no intent of sex. That He didn't say he didn't have sex. He said, I had no right. intent of sex. And right. the second thing, who was this lawyer to put him out to do an interview had to be a fool. And the second thing is, the more I hear about this case, the, the matter I get. Because two years ago, a woman complained at a local high school to the local high school district that he had assaulted her son. The school district banned him from the school grounds and contacted police. It led to the investigation. They put one trooper on the case, and the the governor took this case over two years ago. Why has it taken two years? Two years. Now they have, I think, ten guys on it. But why would it take two years, you know, to, to get to the bottom of this? I, I'm sick of it. It's sickening to me. I think mm-hmm. he should favor his $59,000 pension that he's getting every year, restitution to those victims. And that's all I got to say about it. Yeah, and I think I think this I think I think this whole thing, and I'm I'm with you, Royce. I'm I'm with you, hundred percent on that. I don't understand what he what, what this whole goal was with. by coming out with this with this interview. I don't know what the whole process was. He just threw the word it. But we, but one thing I do want to do, I want to say is being you know a what? fellow. They should have had Oprah do the interview. <laughs> well, that's that's what I was going to get to. I, I was going to get to the fact that I thought that. Bob Costas did a really good job. Bob Costas did some did an OG move. I mean, he right. asked him some very very direct questions. Yeah, he, and he, he kept answer. asking them over and over and over again these direct questions, trying to get him to admit to the public, right. you know, you know, you wrong. 
I mean, one of the right. questions he told me, said, he said, he told him, and I thought this was the best part, was when he said, you know, if all these allegations, all these people that keep saying this stuff are wrong about you, you have to be the most persecuted, unlucky man in, in the world for right. all this stuff to happen. You know, right. you have to be just the most unluckiest man in the world for this to happen. Basically telling them, quit lying. We know you're lying. And the bad thing about it, right now, is the system failed these kids because, as far as the investigation goes, farther back, and we talking about nine years where nobody confronted him. You know what I mean? You know, nobody demanded answers from him. You know, for what stuff he did. And and I, the more I hear about it, the more people I find that are guilty, and they failed these kids. They just the system yeah. failed these kids. That's just like having a, a sexual predator on your block and things are happening and nobody doing anything about it. The system failed these kids. And I'm so I'm sick, for one, sick to talk about it. Let this be our last night until the trial starts if we even bring this up. Yeah, and we and we, and we try to. It's, just, it's so much stuff right. happening with this case. It's a polarizing type of thing in sports and then, Far beyond, but looking at the sports end of it, McQuarrie, the guy that they did have him, that he's on paid leave right now, the gentleman that you heard in the interview saw all these actions taking place. He wrote a letter, an email to his former teammates and friends, and in that email he's basically saying, I didn't sit back and let this happen. I, I didn't physically so. stop the act from happening, but I did make sure that it didn't get done. He says he can't divulge exactly what he did until – the case comes up, but he wants everyone to know publicly that he did not allow this kid to be raped uh, as he did. But he said he talked to police. He said he did all this. I yeah, didn't see any of that in the grand jury testimony. Right. I didn't well, see any of that in the grand jury testimony. That's why I say the system failed these kids, period. Police, the school district, the the, the school, the, the McQuarrie, everybody failed these kids. And then even more disturbing on this, while we close this topic, even more disturbing is that Joe Paterno is going to receive uh, over half a million dollar pension every year from the state of Pennsylvania. And I found out that most of these kids that are being accused of coming forward, we had 10 more kids coming forward today. Right. They're thinking that some of the people coming forward could be in their 40s or in their late 30s. Yeah. Some of these people that can come forward. And most of the people that came forward are black kids. And I find that oh, not no, no, say it ain't so. Most of the well, kids are black kids. It was for disadvantaged kids. Most they were underprivileged in the program. Right. Yeah, they were underprivileged black kids, and they said that they think that's the reason why a lot of these kids are not coming forward right away or didn't right. come forward. Right. Because they know how the black community looks at things like that. And uh, uh, the kids okay, that have already come they, forward are African-American. Well, let, let's look at it like this. If they were underprivileged black black children, <laughs> from, I mean, if they were under, if they were underprivileged, you know, black children being touched on, I'm surprised the guy's still walking around here living. I'm yeah, just thinking, too. you know, now, <laughs> I mean, let's just, let's just be <laughs> honest there. Now, now, you know, Rodney is my brother. We have friends all across the board from privileged neighborhoods all the way to neighborhoods a lot of people probably would never step foot in and wouldn't want to step foot in or would hate to get a flat tire at nighttime. Okay, now, I'm just thinking about, you know, basically the mindset of a lot of those folks that I know from that end and 
being t- first of all, I don't believe anyone will be in the shower <laughs> with 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 an, with an unknown white guy. I mean, I just I just don't see it happening personally. And then secondly, even if that was the case, I'm thinking somebody would be so psychologically messed up that the guy probably wouldn't even still be walking around here living. Yeah, I mean, but I don't we have any, like, any death we, on anybody, we, but I'm I'm just surprised as I get out that you would get away with it against underprivileged black children from like a, 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 a from the hood or something. I mean, let's just be honest. That, that ain't the type of thing that goes on in the hood. Maybe in suburban America, yes, but it's not not. It's very uncommon in the hood. I just don't see how somebody would actually let that happen and just let it go. Well, one thing I will say: it's not hard to manipulate children. So yes, I mean, uh, it could happen to anybody. It's not not, not really yes, not hard. Let's get off this subject. Yeah, let's <laughs> jump to a different topic because, you know, this, like I say, we, we're all men of virtue, and it's, it's an uncomfortable thing to discuss with right. such a polarizing topic, not just for sports but for the world as well, too. But you, if you guys want to see the actual uncut version of the interview, you go to YouTube. They got it all over the place. You can see the un- uncut version of the interview with Bob Costas. I want to jump into another subject that really means a lot to us, and that's the NBA lockout. And what happened this past Monday, they were supposed to be voting on this new deal. This new deal is supposed to have everything, or at least more things, that the players wanted in the deal. They immediately rejected the deal, and now we're looking at litigation coming in. They want to. They don't want to decertify the union. They want to declaim the union so they can go to court. They want to have this thing played out in court, which could take, I don't know, how long to do it. Royce, I want your initial reaction when you find out the players have rejected this deal and are, and are willing now to go have a courtroom battle. First off, Rodney, how did a day that start off with so much hope end up with Der- David Stearns predicting a nuclear winner? That's the first thing I want to know. And to me, and I'm going to be honest, because this started two years ago, I feel like neither side negotiated in good faith, you know, because nobody wanted the budge, nobody wanted to make the, Here's my four reasons why I feel like the whole thing failed. Number one, the owners should have reached out to the players. They should have been doing this two years ago. They had two years to do this, you know, and that's what I understand. Number two is David Stern talked down to the players. He always said that we know what's best and to trust me which was another lie. Number three, no one knows, other than a few players, what kind of deal they were getting. Nobody yeah. knew. Yeah. Number four, I think the union failed to keep the players up to speed. And and the worst thing about it, whether you far against it, ignorant votes do count. So the dummies that do vote, that, that are really out to get on both sides, Votes count, so you could have a bunch of idiots voting no or yes, you know what I mean, that can kill the whole thing. But I'm sick of yeah. no basketball. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm upset just like you are because, I mean, the, the, the league is comprised of 450 players, and yet you allow 29 or 30 players to make a decision right. and not even give it to the league to vote on it. You didn't even give it to the players. Right. They're going to make an educated vote on their own. I mean, you basically decided, you know what, this ain't going to work. We need to, we need to change this up and do something different. We're seeing players, players' reactions 
on two different levels. Some players are like, why are we not voting on the deal? Other players right. like, we don't want a bad deal. I don't deal. think they I mean, know what the deal was, Rodney. I, I really don't. don't. Think so I think they misinformed. I really do. And I blame the union for that. Yeah, I, I don't understand. I mean, it's they filed two lawsuits against the NBA today, two antitrust lawsuits today. Uh, they had this uh, class action suit that went on today. Uh, they're going to file it in two different states to try to get this thing resolved quicker. And I think it's just, it's just, it's amazing that we're at this point right now, day 138, and we have no end in sight. And the NBA has canceled games up until December 15th now, when we're supposed to be starting December 15th. So yeah. I don't, I don't understand what's going on. I mean, I don't understand why. We can't get a deal done. I don't understand why they can't negotiate. Now the players are like, we don't want to negotiate. We want the court to decide what's best. And, and the worst thing about it, neither side are thinking about the fans. And and that's the bad thing about it because that that's where it's going to hurt. Nor are they thinking about the people that work at, at these stadiums. You know, these people without jobs, you know. But to me, the whole thing was a hoax. I think what they're doing is, both sides know they had a February the 3rd. Remember the last time they had the lockout, the season started February the 3rd. I think they all playing this game because they know they got into February the 3rd to still have a season. You know, but to me, I, I, I don't understand it. And let me tell you something. It's going to get bad because paychecks will do, was it today or yesterday? Today? Yeah, today. Yeah, today. Today. Yeah, paychecks will do today. And you got some guys that are rookies, guys that have been there that long. They're going to miss the paycheck. They're definitely going to well, miss the paycheck. There's several players right now trying to figure out what they are going to do with the season. Uh, Marquise Daniels has sent a tweet out saying he's going to try to tour with his rap career and try to go on tour. Also, oh, Stephen no. Jackson is going to be putting out a rap album as well. And I think oh, you're no. going to see a lot of players start playing ball overseas. I think all what those rumors we heard about Kobe and everyone else, I think they're going to go overseas and play ball now. Yeah, they, they ain't got no choice. Uh, hey, okay, but you have children, right, right? Right. You have children, okay. So you, you let's say you're in that position. What you going to do? You going you gonna to just wait out the lockout or you going to go play ball somewhere else? Well, so what we try to say is yeah. it shouldn't have been a lockout to begin with. They had two years to work this crap out. Neither side. Yeah. Uh, uh, try to negotiate in good faith, and 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 the, and the bad thing about it, you know what? Let them go play overseas. They're gonna see how different it is playing overseas, and and, it, and it's not like it is playing over here. And they're not gonna like it. I guarantee you that well, they're not well, gonna like no, it. They no, may make good money. Let's look at it like this. Let's. Well, no, I can't. I can't really agree with you there. Okay. Let's look at. Let's look dirt. at how these people are. Let's look at how these people are treated over here. Now, they're average stars over here, but they're huge stars over there. Super yeah, but huge. you're playing against less talented players. You're playing in arenas that are not compatible with the ones you have here. It, it's not the same thing. You can't speak the language. It's not the same thing. But you're not going, you're not, nobody goes to play basketball, okay, because I want to play the best guard. No, they go because they want to play ball and make money at doing what they love to do. That's what exactly yeah, what the they money, do. The, 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 the money they will make. The money they will make. 
overseas is not equal to what they it's were making. It's, in no, NBA. it's not. It's not the same it's, thing. It's, it's only not, a few players is. don't make it that. It never is. It never now, is. Only a few players. Say, yeah. Some of them gonna make twelve thousand a year. I'm serious. If you look at the average yeah. guy that goes overseas, now I, I, I did. I dabbled in tax, taxes. And I had a guy that played in Brazil that came and I did his taxes. And let me tell you something. He didn't make that much money. This was his second year. And you know what they do? They it, it, It's like a loan system. You know, they, they advanced him the one, money, but they had country, to pay it back. They had to pay it back. one country of one dude playing but, and if he's coming in and having you doing his taxes, he ain't making that much money anyway. Well, I'm just saying, everybody's not going to make a big-time money like they did over here right. overseas. They're going to pay only yeah. a few key players that kind of money. Everybody else is not going to make that kind of money. And you can't but you're speak making the money language. nevertheless. You're making more than you're doing sitting there. Well, well, well Chris, you're you go more than you make make trying to do a round, round. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that, well, <laughs> half of them ain't going to make no half. That's true. But I'm just saying, well, in, in this, I, it, it's, in, it's not always green on the other side. No. In this particular you're not, argument. You're not looking to stay over there. It's just by getting a check. By sub. sub just subsidizing the, the you know their income right now. Well, they got a check. Their I got to do is go they to work. I got to do is go to work. It's a check now, waiting on. The it. thing is, now, now let me ask you guys. Look at all the former race. I, I look at I look at I look at both sides. I look at both the owners and the missteps that they have made. I think the NBA made right. a huge That's what mistake. I said, both of them. And and I think the NBA made the biggest mistake by overexpanding. The league. I mean, if you think about it, when when Bird and Magic brought the NBA to where it is, where it really became relevant, there was only 26 teams in the league at that point. We're up to 30 teams since then. We're up to 30 teams, and all these teams are struggling franchises. And I remember what Michael Jordan said back in the lockout back in '92, I believe. Back yeah. back then, Jordan <laughs> said. It, hey, if you can't afford your team to make money, then let your team go. You know, and, and, we, and they got all these teams, and this town's not spread around these teams. You got several places in the NBA that nobody wants to go play. I mean, there's several, there's several places in the NBA that no one wants to go play, and you can't be a mad owner because you're not making the kind of money that, you know, or having the kind of success as Mark Cuban or the Lakers or the Knicks or whoever the case may be because you don't have the funds to put something like that together. So I see the faults in what the NBA and the owners have done. The players, i got to blame them for not bringing this to at least at least poll all the players to see how they want yeah, to deal. I at agree. Least let them know how the deal goes. At least give them a chance to vote for, the, for themselves. Well, let me ask you something, Rodney. Can anybody in this conversation tell me anything about the deal? No, because nobody I mean, knows. You, you, and you, I, you I appreciate the players on the here yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, 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 this is what I, I had to say. The, the NBA can go global. It, it, it can be great. You know what I'm saying? The teams that are struggling, you can get teams overseas. There's a lot of people overseas, like I said, got money that would like to own an NBA franchise. You know, we do have I owners mean, from overseas that own. Right. It yeah, could have went global. Most of the owners are overseas guys. Right, yeah. right, right. It could have went global, which could have brought everybody's salary up. Could have made it a lot better. And there's nothing wrong with player movement. It doesn't hurt the league. You know, like I say, you know, guys going to other teams or teaming up with other guys. That that boosts ratings. 
I mean, who would who want want to see two superstars on the same team? That boosts ratings. Yeah. You know, just like yeah, the, the the Miami series was great because everybody wanted to see if LeBron James and Dwayne Wade were that great. Chris Bosh at the ratings right. were off the off the chart. Right. So I, right. I, 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 I think the two they had two years to do this, and what's going to be so bad? We get us. Uh, 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 games in, in February. These guys are not going to be ready. No, they're not. No, going no, to, no. We're going to get a mediocre season. It's not going to even mm-hmm. be worth watching. Yeah, yeah, I can agree with you on that. But well, well, that's probably like that. worth watching all that much to me anyway. But that's just my <laughs> personal preference. That's been our show, guys. Make sure you guys tune in same time, same channel. We'll be back on at thirty on Thursday to catch our podcast. And also, go to iTunes and download our show. Go to iTunes, do a search for RF Sports Radio, and you can download the show and get the podcast delivered to your iTunes accessible device. Go to our website, rfsportsradio.com. Follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash rfsportsradio. And, Chris, tell everybody how they can get in contact with you. Uh, you can get in contact with us at testdriveamerica at gmail.com. Or you can always subscribe to our YouTube channel, uh, Test Drive America. Well, YouTube.com slash Test Drive America. And uh, peace to everybody. You know, good blessings, everybody. Have a good one. All right. See you guys on Thursday. Stay tuned, and God bless you, and good night. Okay. Two guys talking sports from a fan's perspective. I just like... Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.